This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to the Classic Car Show, only on America's Web Radio. And we're delighted to have both Jim and Steve in. It's sort of the share, the chairs quake, the table shakes and uh, when they're both here, but that's okay. Uh, we're glad to have both of them in the studio, and we've got a very special guest today. And I, I would venture to say probably a lot of folks will know this name when I say Floyd Garrett. And I'll bet he's, they do. Yeah. He's got yeah, um, sure. the Muscle Car Museum in Tennessee, just just a bit north of us. Yes, Severe. Severeville. All right. So anyway, uh, Floyd, welcome to uh, the Classic Car Show, and uh, we appreciate you taking your time out this morning to be with us. Well, thank you kindly, and uh, it's my pleasure to do this. So, I'm going to turn it over to the guys in the know that uh, know the right questions to ask. Okay. All right, Floyd, Steve I here. How you I doing? I got the right answer. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you probably do. <laughs> what what sort of got you into the muscle car? What what was your what how did you how did you get into this muscle car specialist? Well, when when I was a, a kid in high school, I worked at a service station and uh, I just developed a passion for cars and of course if if one would spin the wheels, then I liked it better. <laughs> yeah, I know that. And they, yeah, yeah. What years was that when you when you got into this stuff? Well, uh, it was uh, fifty five, six, seven, eight, nine that I worked in the service station. That was before muscle cars. Yeah. Well, yeah, more or less. Well, they were just starting to sneak in, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 But the the sixties are the. Are the big ones right? The right, sixties yeah. and yeah. up to seventy four, I, I guess, are the the uh, uh, the big ones. Now you're in Sevierville, which of course is is uh, a lot of car show stuff up there. You guys have the uh, two of the biggest car shows in the uh, right. southeast: the Grand Run and the Shades of the Past. Yeah, which is coming up. Yeah, it's not a time to go to Sevierville unless you want to sit a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the tra- I've been up there. I used to do some street rods, and I've been up there a couple times for uh, uh, th- that kind of stuff. Uh, that area that you're in is, is a great tourist area, a great family attraction area uh, uh, and stuff. Whereabouts are you in Sevierville? Well, we're... We're on Highway 66, uh, about eight and a half miles off the interstate. Uh, you're just getting into Sevierville uh, when you come up on my place. That's right. Yeah, because like I said, we were just there on an antique car yeah. tour. Is that close to Pigeon Forge then? Yeah, all of them. All of them. Pid- yeah. yeah, they're all together, Pigeon yeah. Forge, yeah. Sevierville. Yeah, the city limits join, actually, Sevierville and Pigeon Forge. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, I, I always wanted to. When we were there, the thing I wanted to go see was the lumberjack fight. I can't. I, that was. That's probably the goofiest thing I've seen up there advertised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you get to your car, let's pick a couple of your cars. Which one of the cars that you have in your museum do you think is the rarest, and 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 why? Well, uh, that 
uh, Torino, that King Cobra, at one time, I guess, when it was in here, it was one of three. And I think it wasn't but two of them left. Um, uh, so that was that's certainly one of the rarest. Uh, I also got a 62 Corvette uh, Z06 uh, heavy big brake car uh, that has never, ever been cranked up. I saw that on your website. How did that happen? Well, all right. <laughs> it's an interesting story how that happened. Well, you know, GM would send racers what they call a body in white. Yes. Uh, it wouldn't be put together. It's just a body. And that car, the body was shipped uh, uh, on the frame in a big crate. The engine transmission and rear end was shipped in separate crates for a guy to road race. Well, he never did put the car together to race it. And it sat in his garage for years and years. And then finally he advertised it for sale. And a friend of mine bought the car and he assembled it. Well, this is years later. So uh, why would you crank it, you know, 20 or 30 years later? Right. Uh, so so that's how that happened. And he put it together and never fired it. Oh, boy. Really? Now, have, have you taken that to Bloomington? No. No, I have not. Okay. All right. Have you taken it to Carlisle or anywhere? Well, no, sir. Okay. Uh, it's not been. I don't know if the gentleman that owns has ever took it to a show or not. Okay. All right. Well, I, I have a friend, and in, in, he lives in Buffalo, in fact, and he's an ex-GM engineer, and he uh-huh. is a big Corvette guy and one of the top show judges for him. And he just found a 62 with the big brakes. Uh-huh. And you would think that this guy hit the lottery. He is so happy with this car. I, I had a 62 Corvette, and it didn't have brakes. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't use them anyway, did you? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> so that, that is, that's, that's magnificent that you've got that car. If I ever get to a museum, that's probably the first thing I'm going to go look at. Well, good. Uh, tell us about What's the oldest car you've got in there? Well, the oldest car is a 40 Ford. Uh-huh. I've got a 40 Ford original with 12,000 miles. God. The story wow. is that it, it got confiscated for hauling shine is what the, what the story is. It was shiny? And, you said it's shiny? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> and and it, uh, it was in the basement of a post office is what I was told and the guy went to prison and he died in prison and then the government auctioned it off. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, and so it's a two-door coupe then, I'll bet. Yes, sir. Uh, it, does it have a big tank in the back? No, it does not. It's oh. not modified. Oh, it's no heavy-duty so springs? That some questions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't add a lot of credibility to that story, does it? Exactly. <laughs> wow. What's your... Go ahead. I've got a 40 customized Mercury convertible. Oh, boy. That's the two oldest ones. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite of all your cars? Well, I'm a diehard GM man. I've got a 67 uh, SS427 Impella in here that I I like, and I guess I've had it longer than any car that I've ever had. Uh, I bought it in the early 80s, and I still have it. Uh, One of my favorite... 
it's hard to say a favorite of mine. I mean, a 57 Chevrolet, when I was 16 or 17 years old working at that service station, a friend of mine bought a new 57 fuel-injected Chevrolet and come by and took me for a ride. <laughs> and now, he ran into a 120-mile-hour in second gear and says, well, I better not wind it any tighter than just put a new block assembly in it. <laughs> so, so if you don't like a 57 Chevrolet, I mean, something wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> and, Amen. And, and, of course, uh, my favorite Corvette uh, is a 67 427, 435 horse. Oh, boy. Have you got one of those? Yeah. Uh, I have had about four of them, but, but not now. Oh, boy. I've actually sold most of my cars. I'm 74 years old, and I'm trying to get ready to retire. I've got I've got my place for sale. You know, I'm, I'm tired. Yeah? Man, it, good Lord, you're not, uh, you and I are about the same age. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. But, boy, I could, I'd get in trouble up at your place. I'd well, have no, to, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I'd, I'd have to road you, test. I'd let you polish cars. <laughs> yeah. And, and I've, owned, I've owned five LS6 Chevelles, 70 Chevelles, which that's, that's probably one of my favorite Chevelles of all time. Wow. Well, I, I, now, you haven't mentioned a GTO. Uh Oh, I love GTOs. If you if you told me I could have one or honey, I could build me one. I want a '64 black with red interior, two door sedan with tri power four speed. Sure, the little, the little yeah, the three eighty nine yeah. tri power. Yeah, yep. with with dog dish hubcaps, and you want oh, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you want it delivered at Royal Pontiac in Royal Oak, Michigan. Yes. Yeah. And slip slip one of them four twenty ones in it. <laughs> and, and car craft don't know it. Yeah, yeah. yeah a little test it. Yeah, a little yeah. super duty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now wait a second. I thought you said you were old and retiring. That doesn't sound like a man that's no. thinking about no. retiring. It sounds I didn't like I go run it. I just I want it. <laughs> Floyd is my new best friend, by the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> In case you guys hadn't caught on. <laughs> and and of course, I I guess would. When right after I got out of school, I went to work in the paper mill, and I was fortunate enough to have a '61 409, which was very rare. Yes, a real yeah. one, a factory one with the tack and all that stuff. Well, the, mine was just a plain Impala. The Super Sports came with a tack, but mine was before the Super Sports, so I had to add a tack. But uh, you know, uh, back then. Uh, uh, the three ninety four typos, and I was really giving the Chevrolets a hard time, so they dropped that four nine in there, and then I I was I was doing all right with them. All right, let me ask you if you've ever seen this. I had a fifty nine Impala, three forty eight, three deuces from the manufacturer. Uh, the only thing I did when I first got it was it was a vacuum. Uh, uh, three deuces, yeah. and yeah. I changed it to manual linkage instead of vacuum, where I could control it better. But um, and and then it was bored and stroked, and I, I could eat, I could eat four barrel four oh nines up. Uh, well, you had it stroked pretty good then. <laughs> yeah, it would move. Wow, four oh nine had a lot of torque, but not a lot of top end. All right, you had you had a six uh, a fifty nine. 348. Did you have a four speed? I know. As a matter of fact, it was three on the column. Is that right? Mm hmm. Wow. I had, I had a gentleman in here the other day 
and and of course you've been around you know that that we got authorities on everything and (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure you get your share too yep when a man tells me he knows everything, then I'm scared. <laughs> but, but you know, I, I used to be that way when I was about 18, and and the older I got, I don't even have the damn questions anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but he told me that Chevrolet did not have a four-speed in 59. And I said, well, I beg your pardon. That's the first year for him. And, of course, he left here just knowing that I, that I was stupid and and I didn't know what I was talking about, but I lived and breathed Chevrolet, so I, I did know what I was talking about. And, and the following day, a guy come in here, and he was talking about it, and he says, I had a 59 335 with a four-speed. Sure. Yeah, with yep. 411 gears, I'll bet. There you go. Yep, 411 with a four-speed. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, now, that th- you said 335. I'm not familiar with it. That's the 335 horse. horse horsepower. Yeah, well, I, yeah. but I had the 348, so the 348 cubic inch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm yeah, sorry. We're talking I'm horsepower sorry. and cubes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. That was the baby 409. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was. It was. It yeah. Was the yeah. It was the same. Yeah. The 409 yeah. was the same block as the. Yeah, yeah it had that beautiful yeah. W valve cover. Yeah, that was yeah. that was one that of the best looking engines. That was the prettiest engine that ever came out of GM. And, and it's the easiest engine that they've ever made to change the spark plugs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's true. I never and you didn't burn your hands on the manifold. Yep. Oh, man. All right. So so you had the foremost authority one day, and then you had the other guy that came in that actually it, knew. It had one, yeah. <laughs> and I, I hate to do this to you, Floyd, but we, we have to take a commercial break. We'll be uh, coming back in about two minutes. Okay, we no cer- problem. We certainly appreciate you being here, and I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm having a good time. Oh, I got some oh, things to say. Thank, thank goodness I've got Alzheimer's. That's the way I remember all this stuff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, we'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show talking oil off the air, but... uh, Anyway, uh, I think Floyd said we could just uh, 
send our gas bills to him, and he'd take care of them because we go back to the filling well, station and all that stuff. I, I, all I can say is it's ironic that there's now four guys, the three of us here and Floyd, that all started out working in gas stations. Yep. And that it, it must have been the fumes. That's all I can figure. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it was the girls <clears throat> in the short skirts when you washed the windows. Oh, <laughs> I vaguely remember that. Wash the windows, hell, it was when I swept out the floorboards. <laughs> well, you didn't ever sweep out any floorboards, did you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, yeah we used a whisk broom. Yeah, a whisk broom. Oh, yeah. 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 And, yeah. Get, and get that damn dirt up, and I'd sneeze. For, you know. yeah. <laughs> I had, uh, of course, I was in North Florida, uh, and uh, there was uh, there was a gentleman that worked for Worked for the timber division, the paper mill. Very nice gentleman. He bought a new '57 Thunderbird, and I I would open up the service station at seven o'clock in the morning. But he'd be there right after seven, and I'd be there by myself till nine, and he'd want me to wash it, and I'd have to run <laughs> from the wash rack to the for the pump back and forth, and it freeze it. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Mr. Oliver, he was a good fellow, but. But he wanted me to wash that Thunderbird just about every Saturday morning. Every Saturday. I have a yeah. 56 I did for my wife. Do you have any of the hot rod Thunderbirds, the supercharged ones, or the two four-barrel ones? Well, I got a two four-barrel fits seven in here. Wow. Could, could they have made a bigger air filter for a car than than the air filter on a, on a T-Bird? I mean, that thing's, what, about 24 inches across? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, they're huge. It's yeah. a, well, it's not that big. Oh, no. well. I don't know. Them Tri-Power 348s had a huge one on of yep. two four-barrel 409s. Yeah, yep. and, the, yeah. and the Cadillac one, the Batwing with the two air filters that hung yeah. down. Yeah. That's a, those are very expensive if you can find them. Those are oil bath. Yeah, yeah. well, Thunderbirds are oil bath, yeah. too. Yeah. Wow. It's an oil bath air filter. Wow. Except for 57. 57 they did. Yeah, you were talking about GTOs. When I got back from Vietnam, I bought a brand new 69 GTO uh, was Carnival Red, 400 inch, 400 horsepower, uh, Baldwin Baldwin Performance Motion Performance Spec GTO uh, and that thing would just fly. Yeah. Four speed with the uh, 411 rear end and the best the best thing in the whole car was the reverb for the radio. <laughs> how, many t- how many tickets did you get in that sucker? A lot. <laughs> that car was, was, it a, was it a Judge or just a GTO? No, just a GTO. This just was a, GTO. I don't know if you remember Baldwin Performance. They were oh, absolutely. Long Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were yeah. out in Long Island, yeah. and they did some special cars for GTO, and our, our uh, uh, you know, he couldn't afford it, and, and uh, the car was registered just as a Le Mans. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you couldn't get insurance. Yeah. That yeah. was that was Al Rosen that had that Baldwin bef- yeah. uh, motion performance. He was a Chevy dealer, wasn't he? Yes, sir. He yeah. was a Chevy dealer. That's what dealer. I thought. And I had one of his 70 uh, 454 Camaros in here at one time. Whoa. Yeah. Have you had any Yanko cars? Got one in here now. Oh, Camaro? Yes, 69 yellow one. Yeah. What a wild man he was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah good. Sad. There was some really when, back in the day when when in the I'd say from sixty five to seventy five there was some really interesting and uh, odd stuff coming out of Detroit. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, the Copo cars, anything Copo well, was, yeah, but was that unique. Was, yeah, that was a new. I, I always liked the American. You have any any like AMX or Javelins with? Oh the, yeah, I've got I've got the AMX in here. That uh, uh, darn, I can't think of his name, but the last name's Lewis out of Virginia that set all them records with that car. Huh. The, the red, white, and blue one? Yeah. Don, that was a Donahue. Weren't they Donahue, the red, white, and blue? Yeah, Mark yeah. Donahue rode, yeah. drove one for Penske. Yeah, Trans Am yeah. car. Yeah. Yep. Do you know that that car had Porsche brakes on it? No, I did not. Oh, yeah. They were trying to set those cars up to run after he dropped uh, the Camaros, and they couldn't stop them. And Penske was working with Porsche on the 917 cars, the the, uh-huh. the race cars, Those goofy looking, the goofy ones, yeah. And they ended up American Motors part number and everything. The only problem was you couldn't order them. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. American Motors had to put a part number on them for the Trans Am yeah. series and. Uh, that was one of those. John John Tomanis was the uh, technical inspector, and he just went over and looked at it and shook his head and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot lot of interesting stuff. And I, yeah. I, I, just kind of find some of these guys might have heard. I'm sure they have, but kind of you'll get a kick out of this because when when I got back and I I didn't have much time for an early out, so I was stationed in Massachusetts, and outside the the uh, the barracks, I was a, a police. There was my GTO. There, uh, Norm had a Boss 302. Charlie had a Chevelle with three two barrels on it, 454. These are all 69 and 70 cars. And then the guy had a Mercury Cyclone. And then the first sergeant said, oh, you guys will be happy. Another new guy coming from Vietnam. Oh, that's cool. Now, I'll forget this guy as long as I live. His name was Vinny Salandra. And first question you'd ask a new guy is, well, what unit were you with in Vietnam? And then the second question is, what kind of car did you buy? And he said, a Toyota Corona. <laughs> and everybody, everybody, we were looking at him, what the hell is that? <laughs> so we went out, and there's these four or five muscle cars lined up in this little ugly little white square thing. And everybody looked, what, are you a child molester? What is wrong oh, with you? Oh, <laughs> What was he thinking? Yeah. Well, that's what I was trying to think. Yeah. All I know is I, I remember taking taking his girlfriend away from him years ago. Boy, she was... I miss <laughs> Daisy. Well, I don't blame her. I wouldn't want to ride that Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> now, Floyd, let me ask you. As we're sitting here and, and enjoying this and talking, and, and one of the reasons that we do the the classic car show and, and, and started talking to museums like yours and, and the classic car museums and so forth... Is because our of our interest and Jim and Steve are, are particularly big in the in the uh, interest in in keeping the classic car alive, the hobby alive. Do yep. you think in twenty five, thirty, fifty years that uh, the kids today would be talking like we are? No, sir. The, no, sir. Give them a give them a rice burner and iPads. All they interested in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> a rice burner and an iPad. Yeah, yeah. That's true, you're man. right. You're absolutely right. They uh, they have no idea, and it's and it's sad because uh, it is such a neat hobby, and it has brought a lot of enjoyment and pleasure to everybody. And uh, Steve will tell you, even AACA with the tours, or you go to Louisville to the uh, National Street Ride Show, or you go to Syracuse, and there's eight or ten thousand cars up there at those. 
but the wives are with them. It's a yeah. family thing. You know, there's yeah. a camar- it's a hobby that's so unique in that there's the camaraderie of friends helping friends work on something or yeah. the pleasure of doing it by yourself Yeah, with the radio blasting. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, you got to have 60s music on. Yeah. 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 Well, another thing that I have found out uh, in, in my experiences, now, granted, you'll always get a squirrel once in a while, <laughs> but us diehard car people, we stick together. And we got American values. Yes. Yeah, and for the and, most you know, part, you're right. And yeah. I, I tell people I was raised in the best area. Uh, 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 um, we had, you could tell a Ford from a Chevrolet a half mile down the road. Oh, yeah. yeah. You pulled up to the grocery store. You didn't take your keys out. You didn't lock your house uh, at, at night unless you live right down in the city. And... When when a man shook your hand and says, I'll be here tomorrow with the money to buy your car, you knew that was a binding contract. All that's gone now. Yeah. 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 Um, you grew up in Fernandina Beach. Right. Do you, do you ever go back there? Oh, yeah. 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 I was there. Uh, my wife's uh, uh, anniversary of graduation was, uh, I was back there about three weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, that Hampton Inn that's right by the beach I used to stay at all the Is time. Is right? Yeah. Well, and that was when I was poor. Uh-huh. When I was poorer, I'd get into the Ritz-Carlton for free. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Now, here, here, here you go, Floyd. In your collection or in the past, um, one of the things that I had that I was the proudest of and it was very rare, and it, it did get young ladies' attention, which I happen to really appreciate, was that I had, before the before the eight tracks came out and so forth, I had a 45 record player in my car. Oh. Uh, do, you, do, you do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever seen I know one? exactly what yeah. you're talking about. I had a friend that had a 56 uh, Victoria Ford with it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was an option. It. Chrysler, yeah. Chrysler was big on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it slid out from under the dash. Well, right. no, mine, mine was under under that the dash, under the but dash. but yeah. at the same token, he played the records upside, upside down. down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Upside down. yeah. yeah. Oh, I, so oh I don't remember yeah. that, but anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. And girl, you know, you could. <clears throat> unfortunately, let's see. I had it. And I it might have been barred from somebody. I, I'm not sure exactly how the five-finger discount got got in my car, but um, I, I, I took it with me to two different cars. Unfortunately, it would drain a battery. Yes. Yeah. And uh, when you're out parked somewhere in the keyhole, as we used to call them, um, you could sit there and play music for a while, but you had to be prepared to... Uh, uh, have somebody. Uh, you're going to start confusing some of us old guys. Yeah, you know, our my listeners. wife just, just corrected me, and I said, <laughs> "I said graduation, but it was a class reunion." Class yeah. reunion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, My my class is dying off so fast. There'd only be about three of us, I think. Yeah. Well, when I graduated there, actually from Uly High School. Yes. It was fourteen yeah. of us, I think. Fifteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. 14 yeah. Not by, by half of us are living today. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I, I, I have to tell you, I, that's, that is a nice area. And it hasn't been discovered or 
ruined like so much of the Atlantic uh, seaboard towns have. Yeah. yeah. Well, have you been there lately? Uh, about two years ago. For you. Okay, I tell you what, let's take a break and we'll get back and we're going to talk more museum and and selling the museum and so forth. You're listening to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. We'll be back with Floyd and Steve and Jim and what's his name right after this. (laughs) Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Do your children know where their food comes from? At ConnectingFarmToFork.com, there's all kinds of ways to help your child understand how 300 million of us here in America stay nourished, clothed, and healthy. Activities, food facts, and farm visits help young people learn about America's hardworking farmers and have lots of fun doing it. Visit ConnectingFarmToFork.com today for a learning experience that will really grow on you. ConnectingFarmToFork.com, brought to you by the people who care at Feedstuff's Food Link. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back on the Classic Car Show, and we got Floyd Garrett on on the. Uh, and Floyd, I got a I got a customer here for your business. Uh, Jim said he'd just write you a check. What, what do you, how many zeros do you want? Well, well, just put a bunch of them on the right hand side. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we, we'll start. We'll move up there, and if, if you'll stay and help us, we'll, we'll move. Up. This is more fun than scratching, you know. Yeah. Well, well, I'll stay and help you for a while, but but don't look for me on Sunday morning. Well, you're going to church, I hope. Well, I might not go to church, but I will ride up down the road. Oh, okay. I want to see the USA in my Chevrolet. <laughs> yeah, you're- you were talking about that little thing. You could identify a Ford from a Chevy, but people our age, depending upon what side you were on, they'd say, yeah, because the Chevy's stuck on the side of the road when I go by them. Wait a minute. Ford's... <laughs> yeah, but Ford's fix or repair daily. Yeah, darn right. Yeah. yeah. yeah I tell, I tell, now, now, let me ask you, Floyd. Now, was he a Ford man that really... <laughs> there, there's not, there's I'm, not a, any, I'm a Maxwell guy. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's really not anything known as a Ford man per se. But let me ask you: we, we've talked about this many times on the show. Come September, come Labor Day, as a matter of fact, I don't know one of us that uh, when I was a kid I would be on my knees trying to look in the windows that were covered with paper, but there'd all be always be one little torn off place in the yeah. in the paper covering the. Uh, Windows of the dealership, yep. and uh, it was it was almost like Christmas in September. What what does it look like this year? Yeah. Now, did you ever do that, Floyd? <laughs> Let me tell you, the service station that I worked at, there was a truck stop. Oh, uh, 
a hundred yards down, and the, and and this was before you I wouldn't peel back the cover, would you? <laughs> yeah, I ninety five. I'd wait for the truck drivers to go in the truck stop. <laughs> I'd go look under the covers of them cars. Oh yep. yeah, yep. And and then I had an older cousin and his wife uh, in in Jacksonville. We used, you know, they'd have new cars showing at the same time, and all this was top secret. Well, we'd go to about every dealer in Jacksonville and um, go to the Mopars, the Fords, and the Chevrolets, Pontiac, and see who had the biggest engine and the highest horsepower every year. That was that was just something. Yeah. Uh, did you go to Key Buick? Uh, probably didn't go to Buicks. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, in, in, in your collection, do you have a Chrysler push-button automatic? Uh-huh. Yes, yes, we do. Oh Several boy! Ah, uh, I there was a, we had a dealership called Finner Tubs in Lubbock, Texas, and um, you know Chrysler decided they'd get in the uh, in the uh, in the muscle business, and uh, they started uh, running in uh, at drag strips, and they had absolutely the coolest professional driver. I've ever seen. I, I think he was asleep at the Christmas tree until that until the light went green, and he and he always had the push button uh, uh, trans or push button uh, transmission. Uh, we used to call them typewriter jobs. <laughs> I never heard that. Typewriter transmissions. Yeah. Yeah. Typewriter yeah. transmissions. Yep. yep. But he, I mean, he could run that car. Uh, he was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Well, those super stock well, Dodges were the hottest cars on the road. Yeah, Mr. Norm. And oh, yeah. Dodges, well, Dodges. Yeah, Grand Spalding Dodge. Yep. You got it. I had one of his cars in here on loan for a while. Ooh, wow. But in 62, I had a 62 Super Sport 409. And my uncle run a little local drag strip off the airport there in Fernandina. <laughs> and I had one stock eliminator a couple times. But in Jacksonville, there was a guy named Bill Starlick, he bought one in 62 Superstock 413 Plymouth. Yep. That thing was ugly as I am. (laughs) But that sucker, they tell me that it come in on the truck Friday, and you know, those cars were set up loose as a goose and and blueprinted from the factory. Yep. They they wanted to, and, and the darn things were 600 pounds lighter than a Chevrolet. But they come, he come over there Sunday and just cleaned my plow. <laughs> there wasn't no race to yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. then uh, my uncle, he said, what are we going to do about running in Plymouth? And, and he, he, we went to Nicholson when they were in Daly Chevrolet and, and paid him $548 difference to get an engine and uh, put it in that 6249. And Nicholson told me, he says, I'll tell you right now, you ain't going to outrun them Plymouth. He said, you're going to run closer to them, but you're not going to run them with this engine. Until you take that car off the street and lighten it up, you ain't going to be able to do nothing with them. Yeah. But yeah. He was absolutely right. Yeah, they were they were strong. And then they had, what was the one with the big Ram manifolds that sat out on the, the yeah, wheels? Yeah, the 440. Well, the first one was Ram Sonic. Yeah. And then the next one was cross ramps. Cross yeah, ramps. Cross ramps. Yeah. yeah, that's a weird looking setup, that thing. And that was on a 440 wedge, wasn't it? No, 426. Uh, no. 426 wedge? Yeah. 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 
Then the Hemis came. Yeah. And there's nothing beating that 426 Hemi. There's nothing. Now, now, how many transmissions and rear ends did you blow on that on the drag strip? Well, believe it or not, I did. Not, I tore up a 456 one time, but but I, I guess being being a, a, a not knowing what I was doing, I couldn't get my car to hook up to tear up rear ends. And, you know, that was the weakest link of a Chevrolet. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I had a friend that was parts manager for a Chevrolet dealer just outside of Louisville, and he had an SS three ninety six Chevelle. He used to drag race. Uh-huh. Now talking about an ugly piece of uh, uh, yeah, but he uh, who him or the car. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he was in the dealership one day, and the owner came in and said, "Mike, uh, guy from General Motors wants to talk to you in the conference room." And uh, Mike went in the conference room, and there was a GM guy with a nice suit and polished shoes and everything and he said are you mr mike and i won't say his last name and he said yes sir he said do you own this chevelle with a serial number he said yes sir he said how much did that car cost and he said well i think it was about thirty two hundred dollars all right he said do you know how many warranty claims you filed against that car <laughs> and mike said a few and he said well it's over thirty two hundred dollars in warranty he said, no more. <laughs> and that was the end. They, so. they couldn't even make those cars look good as a funny car, you know? Well, <laughs> careful now. you got a bow tie guy on the what other you, end. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a box going down what the... What planet was you from? Yeah. <laughs> Floyd, do you do... You know, we were talking about kids. Do you do anything special at your museum to get young people involved like maybe special tours or special events or any of that well kind of stuff? i have several several schools that come in and of course i give them a break you know they they uh usually uh, uh automotive classes or something yeah and i have about three different schools comes each year and uh, do you have a restoration shop or place no, it- sir. Okay. Do you do any ma- your own maintenance? No, sir. I no, I do not. Uh, I'm too sorry, lazy, and don't know how. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, come on now. You yeah. know how to do a time yeah, and light and adjust severe, that. Though, what do you, you take him to Twin Peaks Automotive? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Floyd, tell me the truth. Yeah, you, you mean that uh, before before you raced. You didn't bring out your your timing light and and uh, play with your distributor the timing. And oh so- well, maybe maybe I done that a little bit. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, but on that four nine, I set the valves and set the timing and yep. you know. But yeah. I didn't get into changing jets at the carburetor because I didn't know nothing about barometers and humidity and all that stuff. <laughs> oh jeepers! There, yeah. was, there was, was nothing like tuning. That was a that was a ritual. In high school, every Friday afternoon, or in Lubbock, Texas, anyway, every Friday afternoon, you'd get ready for the weekend. You'd tune your carburetors. You'd you'd adjust the timing if necessary, and get ready for. And we used, I don't know about you, Floyd, but we used the traffic lights as our tree. <laughs> oh, <gee. laughs> well, now, now I've always told people 
one thing I did not do is race on the street. But I always tried to stay ahead of the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go back to your museum for a minute. All right, sir. Um, how many Chevys do you have in there? Oh, goodness. I'd have to go count them. I, I, I don't know right off okay. hand, but I, I got quite a few. All right. and I, I've really probably got a, a pretty good mix uh, of Mopars, Fords, and, and GM. And what do you think, and this is really a loaded question, what do you think has the lowest elapsed time of any cars in your inventory? Well, well, actually, uh, right now, I have a 64 Pro Mod Comet that was Ronnie Sox's. Oh, my. Oh. So you know that would be the... Sox and Martin. Yeah, Sox and Martin yeah, cars. That yeah, would be the, uh, that would be the uh, probably fastest. And I also have, right at the, uh, this time, uh, is a pro a pro, a pro stalker that used to be Glidden's. Oh, so, a Chevy. I mean, so, no, Ford. No, a Ford, okay. The Ford Probe. So, you know, those are... Those are specially built race cars. Yes. Yeah. I had a probe one time. Now, if you if you push them to the side, and and I have on loan one of the new Z28 14 Camaros. Ah. So I'd say probably it would be the fastest uh, that's actually a stock car in here. Is is that's not one of those fifty cars set up for drag racing, is it? No, no, it's not the Copa. Okay. No. Yeah. Do you, yeah. you Z twenty eight was actually it's set up for the road course, but ah, you know, yeah, um, you know they they somebody just went and tested the the uh, the Mustang and and the seven seven Hellcat and and the Camaro. Well. I think the Mustang and the Hellcat straight line beat it because this car is set up for road course. Uh-huh. The tires, they say to replace the tires is $2,500. <laughs> but uh, at Watkins Glen, this Camaro just took them to the cleaners on the road course. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever trade much with, do stuff with Jackie Jones? Oh, Jackie and I are good friends. We I argue figured all you would the time. Be. Because he's on the communist side. He's on the communist <laughs> side. Yeah, I've known him for years. I you haven't you ever had any of his single overhead cam Ford cars in there, Thunderbolts or any of that stuff. No, I have not. But I've had his '57 Ford in here before that had the 428 in it. Yeah, he's got some pretty cool stuff, and he's a very nice man. Over yeah. over the years, I have bought several Fords from Jackie. Not new ones. I had the '63 and a half fastback, and a '61 Starliner, and uh, he ended up getting uh, the fastback back. It was a thirty-three thousand mile car. I mean, that thing was as near perfect, and never been muckied with. Wow. Yeah, he's got a nice collection of stuff. Now, where is yeah. he, Steve? Up in the mountains. Uh-huh. Now, in, in here. Cleveland, Georgia. Cleveland, Cleveland. okay. Yeah, and uh, lives in Hayesville, North Carolina. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, in your collection, uh, Floyd, do you have a 60 Impala? No, I do not. Got a 61, 348, 350 horse. The bubble top? Yep, super sport. Yeah, a little yeah. bubble top car. That's an interesting looking car, the bubble top car. Yes. Um, 
when you, we get some, I, what I'd like to is, is your opinion on on <clears throat> you keep hearing and following the magazines and all that stuff that the uh, uh, value of the muscle cars. I'm just talking about straight muscle cars, no special history, no nothing, just a regular, you know. Just a regular Mustang or a Chevelle or Camaro that the value has. We're, we're going to have to come oh. back to that. We're, we need to take a break. Think about it, Floyd, and we'll be back uh, no with problem. Steve's question right <laughs> after this. Okay. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Okay, we're back on the Classic Car Show, and Steve was, I had to interrupt him in the middle of a question. Uh, yeah, about the muscle car values. You know, like, uh, say, eight, ten years ago, They'd show up with a 69 Z28 and get 150000 for it. And and now, from everything I've seen and watched and read, is that the muscle car market is sort of going away because people of our age that had them when we were younger have them, and now it's sort of losing its luster. What do you think? Well, I feel like the same way that you do. I think uh, uh, there's some cars that, I mean, is just just uh, went off the Richter scale, especially uh, that that 71 Hemi Cuda convertible that they made. Yeah, I just saw that one go. Uh, but that's, uh, that's just, you know, not a fair comparison. But but the average bustle car, I think they're down. Uh, and, and I think you hit just about a Z28, a, a perfect Z28 several years ago, bring a hundred and a quarter, hundred and a half. And, and now I think that car is probably seventy-five, eighty-five at the most. Yeah, yeah, and so I, I don't see it recovering. I maybe what do you, what do you think? I don't think it's going to recover the muscle car stuff. Well, you know, muscle cars, muscle cars, they they did go crazy, and all your all your uh, when stock fell years ago, uh, like yesterday. Huh. <laughs> well, yeah, you know they t- all the books told you to, and papers said put your put your money in muscle cars, and then they went crazy. And I, I'll give you a, a little for instance. Uh, in late eighties, I, I had bought Grumpy Jenkins old reliable sixty three Z11 Chevrolet. Whoa! I had friends told me that I was the biggest idiot in the world. For paying forty-five thousand dollars for 
for 63 Chevrolet. <laughs> but I just wanted it. I had a, another Z11 that I sold for 35 and I figured Grumpy's was worth 10 more than mine. Yep. All right. The same guy that told me that I was an idiot, 14 months later, he paid me $300,000 for that car and had it sold for three fifty. His first name wasn't Milt, was it? Milt Robson, no. <laughs> no, no, wasn't Milt. Wow. But, but a guy in New York inherited a stockbroker business from his family, and, and he went absolutely crazy. Yeah. And these guys took advantage of him, but he, you know, they didn't hold a gun on him, so, you know, he's... Yeah. And, and then, probably three years later, he got over it, and he sold the car for $125,000. Wow. What a write-off. Well, let me yeah. ask you this. Did you drive that car? Yes, I... I uh, well, I certainly didn't drive it. It was set up for racing. I didn't yeah. drive it on the street, but... But I did kick it once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Grumpy's toy. I yeah. Grumpy's oh, toy. man. Boy, he could make a Chevy run. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he was he was just like Dick Landy with the Hemis. Right. And exactly. those guys could just make that stuff fly. Let, let, let's get back to the museum a second. Okay, I'm at your front door, Floyd. Uh, All right, sir. Uh, tell me what I need to do next. Uh, well, I'll open the door, obviously, but... <laughs> After, after that, what's going to happen when I walk in the building? Well, I'm going to charge you $11 for a ticket. After this, you're going to charge me? Well, I, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, my prices are negotiable. You know, I will take more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, how about a senior citizen? Well, we'll, well and I tell them I usually charge them more because... I might have to haul you out. <laughs> and they go slower, so yeah. it takes longer. <laughs> okay, so we, we've gotten in your building. I, I came. I borrowed the money from Steve to get my ticket. <laughs> All right. So now what do we do? Well, you just go in. It's self-guided, so you could go in there and look at one car 30 minutes, or you can look at it 30 seconds and walk on. And, okay. and do you have stories by the cars? Uh, A little write-up about them? Uh, there's a few of that we do, okay. but not all of them. And do you have them grouped in any particular shape, no, form, sir. or fashion, or just that? No, sir. And, and do you ever have anybody or any children that want to sit in them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good. They always ask to sit in them. Uh, After they spill the ice cream uh, all over themselves? But we don't... Uh, <laughs> We don't let them do that. Ah, okay. Because most of the cars, like I say, is belong to somebody else, and and I uh, I try to take care of like if it was my own. Right, right. Understand. Um, do you have a gift shop? With yes, sir. Beautiful. Yes, sir. We have we have a gift shop. We sell T-shirts and just you know a lot of a lot of different items. Car models. Yes, sir. We have a few of those. Beautiful. Good. And do you ever have car clubs that gather there for cars yes, and sir. coffee? Yes, sir. Uh, is it a, a regular thing? Or no, is it... no, no. They don't. They don't gather here so much for coffee. But but there's a there's a few clubs will come and go. And I got a Dunkin' Donuts right in front of me, so they can oh, go over there and get the coffee. My kind of place. Yeah. My parking lot is just not big enough for that. Okay. Now this this is one question that Steve and Jim let me ask because it's a very technical question, and I sort of outdo them on that. Have you ever had a wedding in your museum? Two. Two. <laughs> yes, I 
sure have. Oh, that's neat. Linda Vaughn and Mr. Vaughn. Linda Vaughn and Mr. Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so we're, we're still on the tour. Yeah. Uh, what's going to stop me in my tracks? Oh, goodness. Uh, you know, just about everything in here is is probably pretty rare. You know, there's nothing that's hardly the average run-of-the-bill stuff, so it's just whatever fits your fancy. You can come in the museum and turn right, and my wife and I, we've got some collectibles over the years that that we have done. I'm, I'm a diehard Elvis Presley fan. I saw him in Jacksonville, Florida in 1955, and never heard of him. The first tour he ever made with Hank Snow. And uh, so I got some a few Elvis Presley collectibles, and and uh, I've got a quite a good collection of Lionel trains. Ooh! Oh, they're, uh, they're, the American Flyers are the real model trains. Uh, Lionel, whoever saw three yeah, tracks? Yeah. Well, now wait a minute. You're, the subway. You're, yeah, subway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was one thing that I didn't like about Lionel, but what it was is what it was. Yeah. Well, yeah. then again, they own American Flyer now, anyway. So, so yeah. is that right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all, and, and I think they're all owned by the Chinese, aren't they? Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was A.C. Gilbert back then. Um, mm-hmm. Did you ever hear any of the recordings that Elvis did on the Louisiana Hayride out of Shreveport on Saturday night? I probably have, but I yeah. don't remember yeah. any of them. I think that's right where he the, started. Right isn't it? Yeah, isn't that where he had his first national? Yes, I uh, think so. Presentation. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So we got Elvis and we got Lionel Trains. We got any other neat stuff? Well, it's just some odds and ends in here, you know. <laughs> uh, some actually, I got a I got a little old general store set up with guff gas pumps and. <laughs> oh wow! Now do you get do you, a gallon. do you give out the uh, always got a Gulf lollipop? Uh, uh, you know when I when we'd go yeah. and get gas, yeah, they'd give the kids the yeah. The we'd gas. go to the Standard Oil station and get the little Standard Oil Crown valve caps, uh-huh. the little red ones. Yeah, you couldn't suck them. <laughs> I suppose you could. <laughs> good it do you? But no, they don't taste well. <laughs> but we'd get the orange, orange uh, golf lollipop. I remember yeah. those things. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you give those out, Floyd? No, no, we don't give out no lollipops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they'd be sticking to the cars. <laughs> yeah, they'd be, they'd be, uh, you know... <laughs> And of course, some kids they slip them in there, yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, you'll find them on the floor sometime. Oh boy! But oh. we got several neon signs, you know. Beautiful. And, and then, what else you got in your general store? Well, the general store was actually built to hide hide a bunch of crates and boxes and all. <laughs> uh, 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 I was. I used to do quite a bit with Chevrolet Motor Division. They used quite a quite a bit of my cars, and they would send me parts, and they sent me a lot of a lot of stuff and crates and stuff. And I still got uh, some of it on display. And the crates I needed 
one day I needed to needed to hide, and uh, and I said, you know, I got gov pumps, <laughs> I I got all this stuff. Why in the why in the world don't I just build a general store and hide this stuff and make it look presentable? And then of course I've got a moonshine steel and it does not work in the back. Oh. So don't y'all come in and expect any <laughs> any of this Tennessee shine. Have you, have you got some cur jars there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got jars. we got some old, old ball jars. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that's in there that uh, in the way of super cars besides? Well, we you have two of the vanishing point cars. The movie Vanishing Point, the second one that was done on Fox TV only, uh, and one of them, uh, one of the cars just got back from Mopar at Carlisle. It was inducted in the Chrysler Hall of Fame. Wow! It's a it's a, a seventy Hemi Challenger. Oh my gosh, Jeepers! I'll bet that's a beautiful car. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Floyd, uh, we've only got about 30 seconds left. I, I want to thank you for coming on and, and on short notice, but I can't remember a better time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Time, yeah. yeah. It was more like oh, just yeah. hanging around. Yeah, yeah. All we needed was a couple of Cokes and uh, some peanuts to put in the Cokes. You never did that, did you, Floyd? Hey, I do that today. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. I still do that today. Yeah. And I'll bet if we were standing around, Floyd would do a burnout And for I'd us. give you a moon pie to go with it. <laughs> hey, right there, I've got a 50 scene set up, and i got an RC Colas and some moon pie sitting up there. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Floyd, again, again, thank you. And let's, uh, let's keep in touch, if yeah. you don't mind. All right. All right, you- thanks, Floyd. Floyd, it was Thank a pleasure. You, Have a good day. You Thank too. You, Thank you. Bye. You're listening to America's Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.